Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we will be talking about running. And if you're like me, before you scoff or immediately write this episode off, we aren't talking about, you know, your typical 5 or 10K or even a marathon. We are talking about an event billed as the mother of all relays, and that is Hood to Coast. That's right, Vicky. This is an annual event that draws runners from all over the world. It's it's a huge deal. The 40th Hood to Coast Relay just took place at the end of August, and one of our own colleagues here at the Oregonian Oregon Live actually ran it. So because uh, I'm not a big runner, and Vicky, uh, you mentioned that you're not a big runner. So joining us here today to talk about all things Hood to Coast and the world of relay races is our engagement editor, Julie Evenson. Julie, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. You know, I always like to come on and talk about anything running related. Uh, it's one of my favorite topics. Julie, I really don't know too much about Hood to Coast, so I'm wondering if you can just give us a general lowdown on what exactly it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like Jamie said in the in the intro, um, the 40th running of the race uh, just happened uh, at the end of August. It usually happens that last uh, Friday and Saturday in August. And, you know, in 1982, for some reason, a bunch of Oregon runners decided that what they really wanted to do was run all the way from uh, Timberline up near the, the top of Mount Hood, uh, all the way to the Pacific Ocean at Seaside. And that's about a 200 mile run. <laughs> the only way to do that is to, I mean, people can do it. Um, there are ultra runners who could do something like that by themselves. But, uh, you know, for most of us, the only way to do that is to, uh, to be a team. Uh, and so the way that Hood to Coast is set up, and it's influenced the way that a lot of relays are set up because I it was one of the first, if not the first, which is why they call it the mother of all relays. Uh, you have a team of six to 12 people, depending on your stamina and how many miles you want to run. Uh, 12 is the, the more typical uh, number of people. And you know, it's kind of like a, a track and field, but much longer where you're handing a baton off from runner to runner. And uh, yeah, you do that for 200 miles and it takes about two days, depending on how how speedy your your mile pace is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, so I know that you're a pretty avid runner. How many times have you done Hood to Coast? So I have done the original Hood to Coast, the relay in Oregon, uh, three times. And but Hood to Coast has gotten so popular that they have relays all around the world now. So I have done um, some of the other Hood to Coast relays as well, um, especially they have one up in Washington on the Washington coast now. Uh, and I've done that one once. So I've done I've done relays a few times now and the original Hood to Coast I've done three times. Wow. Is this one of those events where you go in feeling like, oh, I, I really want to try to compete to get the best time? Or is it one of these ones where you're more like, I am just here for my own personal enjoyment and trying to do my personal best? It really depends on you and it depends on your team. Um, you know, with most 
races, if you're not an elite runner, if you're not, you know, somebody who has competed in at the high school or college level, uh, or even if you have, and you're, you know, like me in your forties and your competitive days are, are behind you, um, you know, you're usually setting a, a team goal. Everybody checks in with, you know, about what their average race pace is. And, and you can set a goal for yourself as a team of, you know, how many hours you want to take to finish. That said, I do have friends who have uh, won in their wow. in their groups, you know, it's uh, age group and, you know, kind of masters or, you know, people who are under 30 uh, men, women and, and co-ed teams. Um, so there's there's different um, there's different groups that you can compete in. Uh, but I do. Yeah, I do know people who have won and who have placed. That was that was a few years ago. I don't know that anybody I know is going to be repeating that anytime soon, but you know, it kind of depends on how you're how you're coming to this. It's a fundraiser for cancer research. That is part of the history of how this got started. It's uh, sponsored by Providence Hospitals now. So the money that people are raising goes to cancer research. So people are motivated by a lot of different things. It's a unique race uh, for a lot of people. It's a bucket list item or they have a personal connection where they're raising money for a specific uh, area of cancer research or a specific person. And that said, you don't actually have to run. There is a walking option for it's Portland to coast. You don't go all the way from the mountain. Um, so it's a, it's a, a, a lesser mileage, you know, the distance is, is reduced by quite a bit, but there are a lot of people who, who walk it. And, you know, that's often to raise money for a cause or to bring awareness to something. So there's a lot of different reasons that people might do this. I did it the first time because I've, you know, I've run since middle school and this was something that everybody always talked about and I'd never done it. And I had a friend who needed somebody on their team because somebody got hurt and had to drop out. I did it and it was crazy. And there are times when I questioned my sanity and then I got to the end and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to do this again. Yeah. Well, going off of that, I'm curious how people form their relay team. Um, do you have to know a big group? Can you, what if you're just a single runner and you don't know anyone? What do you do? To, to run the Oregon hood to coast. Like I said, they have events all over the world now and the, the events outside of Oregon are a little bit easier to um, get a berth for. Uh, but for the original Oregon Relay, uh, there is a lottery. It's pretty competitive. People, you know, they there's a lot of interest in this. Um, so, you know, people in, and it's very old school. You fill out a paper form and you write a paper check and you send it in the mail. <laughs> and it has to be postmarked by a certain date. Um, and then they do a lottery in October where they pick the field of, of teams and it's, you know, X hundred number of teams or, or whatever um, the cap is. That's how a lot of people start. You know, they put their name into the lottery. Uh, once you've run it once, you get a higher priority in the lottery. But a lot of people that I know, myself included, started out just uh, putting themselves out there as, hey, if you need somebody, I'll be a backup for your team. And, you know, if somebody had a conflict or got injured, um, you can you know, take that spot. And often, uh, as you get closer to the relay, there are a lot of teams who need people because life happens. Uh, there is a Facebook page. And uh, if you go to hoodtocoast.com, there's also a uh, forum for teams for runners who are looking for a team or teams who are looking for runners. So if you're, you know, if you're willing to spend two days with 11 other people that you've never met before, 
and you want a challenge, uh, you know, you can, you can get picked up by a team as a runner pretty easily. Amazing. Julie, you, you made this sort of cryptic comment uh, a minute ago about questioning your sanity. <laughs> and I, I would love to hear more about that. I also know you said it takes uh, usually a couple of days to complete this. How does that work? And I wonder if you could sort of tell us about you, sort of the logistics of this run. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like I said, there's 12, usually 12 runners on a team. I think six is the the minimum number you can have because at that point, uh, the mileage starts to get a little out of control. I don't know, maybe somebody's done it with four and uh, that would be really impressive, but that's, that's a lot of running and not a lot of sleep. Uh, so yeah, usually 12 people, um, you get set up in vans. Uh, you know, you need enough room for, for six people um, in each of two vehicles. You have a lead van and a second van and you start up at Timberline and your first runner, you know, runs, the legs tend to be between four and eight miles. So, you know, and everybody kind of gets a, a, a series of runs that uh, hopefully match up to their, uh, their expectations and their their ability. Um, and as you go through your legs, you know, you get to what they call an exchange point and um, the teams have a bracelet that also functions as a baton and you hand it to the next runner and then that runner runs and they hand off to the next person and so on. When you get through the six people who are in your van, you do get a break. And so people will usually go and find, you know, somebody's house or a hotel or, you know, wherever it might be somewhere along the route where they can take a break, grab a shower, take a nap, eat something. But after a few hours, you're, you're back in the van and you drive to the, the next, uh, point where you're going to exchange with that second vehicle full of, of runners. I think the first start time this year, because they've expanded the, the time a little bit because, uh, to deal with crowding, which actually has been really helpful. Uh, I think the, the first start time for 2022 was at like 2.30 in the morning. Potentially you're, you're running from you know 2.30 on Friday all the way through to some point during the day on Saturday. Uh, so you're, you know, you're running in the dark, you're running on roads, um, you know, you have to wear safety gear and, uh, you know, a headlamp and a flashlight. And I have a, I have a vest that I ended up uh, investing in a couple of years ago because I wanted to be like extra safe. I've got one of those full vests that, that lights up like a, like a disco and it's got lots <laughs> of options for, you know, what colors and, and, you know, it can, uh, it can blink or it can not, or, you know, so, uh, but you know, that's an added level of safety, but there are definitely times when you're running up a hill in the coast range at like three o'clock in the morning with nobody else there. Um, I've run with pepper spray a couple times, not because I'm concerned about people, but because you can hear creatures. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sure. I don't want to encounter a cougar no. <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, so it's moments like that, but th those are also like really powerful moments too. But definitely, you know, heading up a couple of those hills when it's dark out and you're tired and you've had three hours of sleep it's like oh why why would i do this i'm never doing this again and then you get to the end of it and you're like well yeah you know maybe i'll take a year off and then i'll do it again <laughs> so julie what segments did you run so this past year i was in the first van uh, i was leg six so that is so everybody runs three times if you have a, a full team of 12 um 
And so I ran coming off of Mount Hood into Sandy High School. And then I ran out near the Columbia County Fairgrounds, I believe. That was my middle of the night run. So it's all a little, and it was, my legs were extremely hilly. So I had a pretty, uh, I had a pretty challenging set of runs. So my, my middle leg is a little bit fuzzy. (laughs) Where was I? Um, Because it was dark and it was very hilly, but I I believe we were out uh, near the Columbia County Fairgrounds. Um, and then my final leg was coming down out of that mist and jewel area, um, in the coast range, which, uh, they were all great runs. Uh, I was really proud of the run into Sandy. That's a, a seven plus miler that is extremely hilly. Um, you know, that's often a leg where people get into trouble because it's really long and it's really challenging. And I wore a hydration pack for the first time in a race ever because it was it was warm and it was challenging and it was dusty. Um, but that last leg coming, you go up one really, really nasty hill and then you come down uh, into that mist jewel area and it's beautiful, you know, coastal uh, rainforest. And it was about 55 degrees and uh, first thing in the morning. And it was, it was pretty excellent. And actually at the end of the, uh, of that run, there's a sort of famous barbecue restaurant that opens for Hood to Coast and they have bacon and Bloody Marys and the staff dress up in inflatable pig costumes and come out and beckon you in <laughs> what? for your, your bacon breakfast and your, and your very large, very delicious Bloody Mary. So that's, that's probably my favorite of, of all the times I've run Hood to Coast. I think that's probably my favorite leg. It was beautiful. A lot of it was downhill. I was able to do it really quickly, and there was bacon at the end. Oh my god! The I like the inflatable pig costumes. Is just like leaning into the feeling of losing your sanity. (laughs) (laughs) It's like something out of Twin Peaks, right there. Yes. Well, and they come out onto the road too with signs, and uh, I've actually got some pictures I'll share with you guys. And it's it's like the unofficial finish line is their sign, and then there are gentlemen in inflatable pig costumes dancing in the parking lot, <laughs> beckoning you in with the smell of bacon, and it's pretty pretty remarkable. Wow, I I just can't imagine like rounding a corner or something, just like. <laughs> getting a whiff of the bacon you're like oh i'm there i'm here <laughs> yes yes it's pretty amazing oh man well i am so so interested to find out how much training goes into this and uh just what type of preparation uh you had julie um but first we're going to take a quick break All right, we are coming back from our break. We are talking with Julie Evenson, our engagement editor here at the Oregonian, talking about hood to coast and what it was like running in this relay. So Julie, tell me a little bit about the preparation and the training that goes into something like this. So I think a lot of it depends on, you know, how much you run or, you know, which, um, which option you're taking, you know, like I said earlier, uh, you can do a walking option. Um, and that is very popular. A lot of people do that. And obviously you need to prepare for that as well. Um, but the total mileage that you run is for people who regularly run long distance is not terribly high. 
the the challenge with hood to coast is the kind of endless nature of it for a couple of days you know you're you're sleeping in a van or if you're lucky you're sleeping on a sleeping bag in a field somewhere you know uh, close to close to the coast but you're not quite sure where you are and you know so there's a lot of action and then inaction and sleeping in strange places and, you know, not having a shower and, and using a lot of those sweat wipes and putting your clothes in Ziploc baggies in the back of a van and things like that. <laughs> um, so some of it is mental and some of it is, you know, making sure that you don't cramp up and you, um, you, you know, you stay loose and you get a little bit of rest when you can. I usually bring a, a portable um, muscle roller with me. Uh, and that's really helpful. And that got pretty heavy use in our, in our van during this last, during this last run. Um, so I think for people who've done this a lot, you know, if you have a, a good training program and you're running seven, eight, nine, ten miles once a week anyway, uh, you're, you're set. I probably should have trained more on hills that because my uh, leg was very hilly. Uh, but I, tra- you know, as Jamie and I have talked about on this very podcast before, I do a lot of my training on trails. Um, so the terrain and things like that wasn't that challenging for me, but I, I probably should have uh, run a few more hills during my prep. For people who've never done this before or who have you know, done other relays or, you know, other distance races, um, there are running clubs um, around the metro area for sure, but I'm sure around the state as well. Uh, Hood to Coast actually sponsors a training group. Uh, you can get information about that on their website. I believe both of those groups are um, in the suburbs, though. I think it's one of the west side suburbs and then Lake Westland, Lake Oswego area. But there are running clubs all around the city. I know there's one in North Portland. I know there are a couple on the east side uh, where you can join for free. And it's just a group of people who train together. And, you know, people have varying goals, but a lot of them do train for for hood to coast. Um, if you're, you know, if you sign up with a team early on and you know, your team, uh, a lot of teams will do team training. I was sort of added at the last minute, uh, to this, uh, team that I ran with in August. Uh, and I think we only had like one training run. So you know, it just kind of depends, but there's a lot of resources out there. If you decide to do this and you want to train for it, you know, it's so huge. Lots of other people are doing it too. And you can go on to, you know, pretty much any runner's forum and and find a group of people to train with. Julie, you mentioned like this big two day long excursion, mountain hood to the Pacific ocean. I'm, what I'm really curious about is what that feeling is like, you know, as an individual or as a team, once you're on that like last leg of the race, you're coming down, the ocean's in view, maybe you can smell the salt air. What is that experience like? Uh, so I've actually run leg 12 a couple of times, uh, which is the very last leg where you actually run down out of the out of the foothills of the coast range into seaside. And it is exhilarating. And then also there's a point where you realize that what looks like the finish line is not. And the finish line is still about a mile and a half away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's, it's an amazing feeling when you do, you know, cross the finish line. It's a huge party. There's live music and there's a huge, um, there's a a kind of a, a gate that you go through and, you know, you cross that finish line with your timing chip, 
but then um, your whole team will stage there and they call out your, you know, your runner uh, team name. And so all 12 of you will go across the like official finish line together. And that that's a fantastic feeling. Uh, that last leg though, mentally is pretty brutal because you're, you know, you come down out of the hills and you cross through all of seaside and you get to the boardwalk there and you think you're done and you actually have to run down the boardwalk for like another mile before you actually get to the finish line on the beach. Um, but yeah, once you, once you finish, it's amazing. You know, a lot of people will go jump in the ocean. I've never done that, but that's kind of a tradition. Um, there's a giant beer garden, which is really fun. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, it's a big party. The first year that I ran it, my husband brought our daughter out to meet me at the finish line. She was probably three or four at the time. And she had never seen a party that large. And it just, <laughs> it just blew her mind. She was like, people do this every year. You can do this every year, mom. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Okay. So looking forward to Hood to Coast 2023, when do you know, Julie, when the deadline or the, the lottery day is? Because uh, I know it's coming up, right? So October 5th is uh, the date that all of the entries need to be postmarked by. Uh, and then at that point, um, they'll start selecting teams and uh, start notifying people if they have a, a bid for the 2023 relay. So folks who might want to go ahead and do that can find information um, on hoodtocoast.com. Um, and there are some lottery FAQ there that has uh, the, um, the the address to which you can send your physical paper application yes. and your, <laughs> your paper check. Um, I love that they still do that. That's great. Uh, you know, 40 years of tradition, I guess. <laughs> well, Julie, so... Um, I guess we got to ask, are you planning on doing Hood to Coast again next year? Uh, maybe. The the team that I ran with, um, you know, as a, as a backup this last year, we had a really good experience. We actually had uh, two runners on our team who were people that uh, we found on the message boards because the team had had some injuries and, you know, they pulled in me and another friend of mine who were kind of friends of friends of the, the people who'd put the team together. Uh, and then they found uh, these other two women who were uh, just newly transplanted to Portland who were looking for a team to run with. They were both pretty uh, serious runners. Uh, and we actually had a really great time. Like it was that like lightning in a bottle, like a perfect mix of people. And so they sent out an email today and were like, well, let's maybe do this again next year. So I'm I'm thinking about it. I would, I would like to run with that group of people again. I gotta, I've gotta get over the hills. Like I'm still, <laughs> it's been several weeks and I am still a little bit sore and stiff from those hills, but I'm pretty sure by the time I get over that, I'll be, I'll be up for doing it again. <laughs> well, hopefully it won't take you a year to get to recover from those hills. <laughs> so if people maybe Hood to Coast seems a little out of reach for some people. What other relay races in the area are there? And are there any other ones that you're eyeing, Julie? There are quite a few, you know, like I said, Hood to Coast was was one of the first of its kind, but the the concept of the relay has gotten really popular. Um, and there are relays that so Hood to Coast is a two day relay. And there are other options that are one day relays. So they're, you know, half or a little less than half of the distance that you cover uh, on Hood to Coast. Like I was saying earlier, I've done uh, Hood to Coast Washington before. That's in June. 
Uh, it's usually that first weekend in June. And uh, my group that I ran Hood to Coast Oregon with, a couple of us were talking about maybe putting together a couple of teams to do Hood to Coast Washington. And that's that's a single day. It's six runners instead of 12, uh, 70-ish miles. That's a lot more accessible for people who want to try this experience, but haven't done it before and aren't sure how they feel about sleeping in a cow pasture (laughs) (laughs) and then getting up and, you know, running seven more miles. That's on my radar. That's a really good one. Um, And Hood to Coast, again, has lots of other options like that. That's easier to register for. There's no lottery because there are so many of them uh, and the fields are smaller and it's a little bit less complicated. Um, There's a couple other one-day relays uh, around the Pacific Northwest. There is the Gorgeous Relay, which uh, we're recording this on the 14th of September. And uh, that relay is actually going to happen on the 18th. Uh, it's a single-day relay. It's six runners. Uh, and you run from uh, Hood River into Portland. And the, I've never done it, but I, have, I know people who've done it. And everybody talks about how great it is. And the official description on the website talks about running the alley of waterfalls through the gorge back into Portland. So, and I've done a couple of waterfall runs. Um, I've done the silver falls half marathon and that's, there's nothing, there's nothing like running through behind around over a series of waterfalls. So that's a, that's a relay that's been really interesting to me. It's on my radar, maybe for next year. And again, depending on how much you want to challenge yourself, you know, there, there are one day relays that are you know, a little less intense, like uh, some of the hood to coast options. Uh, but then there's the Ragnar relays, which are all over the country. Uh, and there are several of those in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, they have a shorter option and a longer option, but they are, you know, they're trails, they're on terrain. Uh, one of them, you run up Mount Bachelor. They have one where you run Mount Rainier. I have some friends who have done those and they, the pictures are amazing. Uh, that's pretty intense. You're, you know, you're on some, you're on some narrow trails, but the views are, are pretty spectacular. And then the other one that is in Oregon that is always on my radar is uh, the Cascade Lakes Relay uh, that takes place out near Bend. I've had a couple of friends ask me to to join their team and I've said no so far because that's uh it's at the beginning of August and you're running up at elevation and it's pretty hot. And my training hasn't put me in a place yet where I have felt like I could keep up with the, some of the very fast runners who, who do that relay, but that's an extremely popular one. And um, again, the, one of the things that all of these have in common is how beautiful the scenery is. And, you know, when Jamie and I have talked before about running, I, I always um, characterize myself as a, as a sightseer. I run, I run for sightseeing. Like that's where I get my pleasure out of running, like, you know, hitting a specific time, you know, setting a PR, all of that is great. But the thing that really keeps me going is like, where, where am I? What am I, what am I seeing? Is it someplace new or is it someplace that I know is beautiful? And Cascade Lakes is, uh, is definitely one that has some, some pretty amazing views out near Bend. Yeah, Julie, I think we're, we're very similar in that regard. Just we, we do it at different speeds. Um, and I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Julie, you've sold me on a lot of these relays. And honestly, it's something that I would like kind of be into, I think, if my knees didn't hate me tremendously. So I think in the meantime, I will just live vicariously through you. 
But like I said, uh, even some of the more difficult relays often have a walking option. So, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who likes to trek, but maybe your, your knees or your back or whatever aren't up to, you know, running, uh, you know, up uh, that distance or up that elevation, um, there's always the option to walk and the walkers in the relays I've done seem like they're having the best time. So (laughs) even if you're not a runner, there's a, there's a spot for you. Good to know. Well, Julie, thank you so much for coming on today and telling us all about this and possibly inspiring at least one of us to go out there (laughs) and try it. Uh, Thanks again, and good luck on all your running adventures. Thanks. Well, Vicky, what do you think? Are you going to give it a try, or is it going to just be vicarious living, or...? I don't think hood to coast will be in my wheelhouse. (laughs) However, you know, something like the alleyway of waterfalls sounds so nice. I would walk through an alleyway of waterfalls. That sounds lovely. But yeah, I think more on the walking route, the running. (laughs) I'm not a long distance runner. I can run like a mile. That's pretty much it. I will say I on the day of Hood to Coast um, on that Saturday, I drove up Mount Hood um, just for non Hood to Coast reasons mm-hmm. and passed by a lot of the relay itself and saw um, just, you know, hundreds of runners um, all kind of spread out. And there were people who were like like gazelles out there and there were people who were straight up just like walking um, or who were just kind of jogging very slowly. It was really the whole spectrum of running. And I thought that was pretty cool to see, like, because I think when I think about this, I think in my head, like, oh, these are all, like, peak athletes. They're people who, like, know what they're doing and they're out there and they're, like, in their prime. And I love to see just, like, regular folks out there just participating. That was really, I think, eye-opening for me. Totally. Yeah. I think when I first, even just hearing Hood to Coast in my mind for the first time, not knowing that it was a relay, I was like, immediately I was like, oh, these are ultra runners. I didn't realize that it's like, it's, it's more digestible segments and legs of the race. So that is nice to know. And nice to know that not everyone there is some like crazy peak endurance athlete or something like that. (laughs) Well, again, if, if anyone is interested in participating or just wants to learn more information, like we said earlier, the website is hoodtocoast.com. They've got all kinds of information there. But for now, I think we should wrap things up. So folks, until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on oregonlive.com slash travel, as well as hereisoregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at oregonlive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and are interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen. <laughs>